Good morning. It's Ken Sternfeld for the Concierge Hub Stat Report. Uh, sometimes when you see articles about lawyers and the law and things that occur, it makes your blood boil uh, because, you know, the lawyers and everybody is making money and just doing things and I'm not a big fan. However, sometimes things happen when the lawyers and the law take things into their hands and do the right thing. So an article written in Pharmacy Times today by Joseph Fink, who's a bachelor of pharmacy, uh, one of the older gentlemen like myself, he's got other letters behind his name, but it's about a case where a pharmacist and a pharmacy assistant were indicted on charges of defrauding uh, a government health insurance program. And they want, he talked about what should happen if a court, should they overturn it? Should they let these people go? Really, the facts in the case are pretty, pretty obvious. The pharmacist and his assistant in a pharmacy in a southern state were the subjects of a three-year investigation by several federal agencies focused on matters relating to the dispensing and billing for compounded medications. Listen up if you're a, a compounding pharmacy who does things that perhaps aren't right down the center for compliance in terms of changing things or doing things that might take you outside the line. The bills that were submitted by the pharmacy uh, were submitted to TRICARE for military personnel and their beneficiaries, and that's part of their federal employees' health benefit program. So again, they were messing with, I believe, well, messing with anyone is the wrong thing to do, but they were messing with the wrong people. Total claims under this scheme were in the millions of dollars. Evidence at the trial disclosed that the pharmacist automatically refilled prescriptions without patients' requests. So a call out to all our pharmacies who do automatic refills and, you know, uh, you know just ready refills when the patient might not want that prescription. Now, maybe it's not with the intent to defraud, but every time you fill a prescription automatically because of a um, uh, machine says it's time, you are going outside the line because it's without that patient's request. Then calling them afterwards to say, oh, by the way, not calling them, bothering them with text messages, your prescription is ready when they didn't even order it. Again, look at your compliance lines. Look at the fact that you're a business trying to do transactions. And if you don't do them legally, you are breaking the law. So when you look at your waiting bin and every week you have to return dozens of prescriptions that weren't picked up, yes, there are adherence issues that the patient might not have gotten to your store. But I personally, feel, because I've seen it, that the systems that we use in our business of pharmacy, not the profession, but in the business of transactional dispensing pharmacy, go outside the lines of the law. So in this particular case, the prescribers who were recruited by this scheme issued prescriptions without ever seeing the patient. These prescriptions were issued under the patient's personal information already on file. 
If you heard the stat report I did, the uh, conversation about uh, uh, the vendor who was taking information and passing it along to PillPack, our friends at Amazon, uh, because of accessing from, I think it was SureScripts. Oh, be very careful as a pharmacist who has his or her license on the wall about what you're dispensing. Because at the end of the day, the lawyers are going to put a big net out like Forrest Gump to bring in all the shrimps and all the Bubba Gumps into a lawsuit and say, well, the pharmacist dispensed it. That's one of the reasons why I chose with the concierge model to move away from dispensing. Not that I didn't see it as a value and a needed commodity, you know, but machines don't get pulled into court. People do. And if you are the dispensing entity who ultimately is the last line of defense of an action that someone who you never even knew, who you never even had an inkling about what they were doing wrong, you're going down with that scenario. The results of this investigation were presented to a federal grand jury, which issued indictments and formal charges of these serious charges. And these are crimes with a total of 19 counts against the pair, including allegations of conspiracy to pay kickbacks to the patient recruiters, like a team going out there to find patients who would get involved with this, conspiracy to submit false claims for services, fraudulently obtaining the right to submit claims through providing a false information to becoming a qualified provider of those services, and money laundering. The pharmacy allegedly submitted claims that were false and fraudulent, totaling $37,263,519, resulting in payments. Oh, they didn't get every penny. They only got $31 million. $34,919. These were some of compounded prescriptions that were billed at $17,000 per bottle. Well, the motions for dismissal, which all the lawyers of these pharmacists did, were referred to U.S. district courts and all this other stuff. And thankfully, thankfully, the court judge refused to drop those motions for dismissal. And they made, made, they made recommendations to take these individuals uh, to task and to continue with these rulings. The ruling, the judge ruled that all motions related to the 19 counts of the indictments were, were accurate and recommended that motions for dismissal by the two defendants were all denied. So, you know, I, I sadly... But I'm not going to say sadly, I'm going to say it's part of the learning curve. Had a number of circumstances in my personal and professional life where you need to understand the law and you need to understand what your rights are. And you do need to take legal action when you feel your rights are are, are jeopardized. But I can tell you that it's always a good part of your life to be on the side of good and to know that what you're doing even though you have to fight the fight, even though you're fighting a huge corporate entity, you know, who who has more lawyers and more money than you could ever dream of. But if you're right, you stand up and you protect your rights. The rights are given to you and they are, I don't know what the word, unalienable or whatever, whatever it means. They're yours. Use them. 
Make sure you always do the right thing. We're telling our students every day, study for your test, pass your board, get your license. It's the most valuable thing ever. Don't ever, 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 ever put your license in jeopardy. It doesn't matter who's putting pressure on you. That pressure cannot have you go across the line. It's not about the money. It's about our profession and, and upholding the status that we are healthcare providers who, who do things legally and compliantly. Anyway, I thought this particular circumstances was good. These people should be held accountable for their actions. And I hope it's a lesson learned by people who are even thinking of doing things that are outside the line. Ken Sternfeld for the Concierge Hub STAT. Have a good day.